Sounds like football, baby. <laughs> What is up, people? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It is Tuesday, November 9th, getting you set for the wave wire, heading into week 10. Hopefully, guys had a successful week nine. It was kind of crazy across the board. Lots of upsets, a lot of underperformers on the fantasy front, but hopefully you picked up that W. We're moving along. Of course, if you're listening to this on your podcast feed, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit those notifications, turn them on, and that way you'll get notified anytime we go live here on the DWZ Network including later on this week, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, getting you set with a live start sit. So bring your questions. Appreciate hanging out with you guys and making that show interactive. So 7 p.m. Eastern time here on YouTube. Of course, that show will drop on Friday as a podcast, but then Saturday morning as well, waiver wire sniping, getting you set every week, keeping you ahead of your league mates. And some of these very names would already be on your roster if you were listening to waiver wire sniping and stashing these players. But appreciate checking out today's show. Let's dive right into it. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you guys will get to see all these rankings percentages up on the screen. A little easier to follow, but with that, four teams on by in Week 10, and really only only uh, one fantasy-relevant team. You can maybe make an argument uh, for that Chicago Bears backfield, but teams on by in Week 10. The Bears, Bengals, Texans, and Giants all on by this week, so... Hopefully, maybe a little extra rest for Saquon Barkley could be back after the bye. But other than that, not too many teams on bye as far as fantasy-relevant players. Let's look at the top three ads overall. Again, as of note, if you're checking this out uh, for the first time, maybe in a a minute, the threshold I usually use is a 50% ownership threshold. So as teams are on bye and things like that this time of year especially, double-check. Make sure there's nobody on the wire that shouldn't be. Maybe not everybody in your league is as active as they normally would. Would be this time of year, so be sure to check that out. But my top three ads, regardless of position, Rashad Bateman, 31% owned. Rookies looked awesome uh, in his three games so far in the season. He definitely looks like he's in line for a, a pretty good second half here. Number two, fellow Baltimore Raven, Devonta Freeman, coming off a big game last Sunday. Baltimore has the short week going up against Miami, so doubt Latavius Murray will be back by then. So Freeman is a... Uh, a priority ad for me at and 20% owned. So he's out there in a lot of leagues. And number three on this list, back from the dead, Undertaker Jiff. Uh, we got Jordan Howard, uh, 13% owned. Uh, the dude just scores touchdowns. And I can't believe I said Jiff because everyone knows that it's GIF. I'm a moron. All right, let's move into the quarterbacks. Streamers this week. I use the same photo on waiver wire sniping because if you're streaming this week, this picture of Taylor Heineke is exactly how I feel about this week. Damn, this sucks. There are not a lot of good streaming options, so hopefully you already have your guys this week, but with players missing time due to injuries and such, uh, you could be having to stare down one of these players. Number one on this list for me is the aforementioned Taylor Heineke. He gets Tampa Bay this week, 9% owned. This has been a tale of two seasons with Heineke prior to the bye. He, his first month of the season, three out of four games, solid. Second month of the season, only one good game out of the last four and that includes a matchup against Kansas City that it completely crapped the bed. But Heineke's been running a little bit here and there, so hopefully it should give you a decent enough floor that even if he doesn't hit that two-touchdown threshold that I usually like to see from my streamers at minimum, uh, this should be a decent game for Heineke. He's playing against Tampa, who's given up you know, decent fancy production to just about everybody they faced this year outside of Justin Fields. Number two on this list is Teddy Bridgewater. 26% owned going up against Philly at home back in Denver. Denver, of course, pick up that big win over my Cowboys. Dang, 
But Bridgewater is the number two streamer at 26% on because he's going up against a Philadelphia defense that has given up 18 or more fantasy points to six of the nine quarterbacks. Nice. They have faced on the season. So I'm going to go ahead and roll Teddy B if I need as a streamer. Number three on this list, the name's bigger, but he really maybe doesn't even belong at number three if there were any other better options. But I'm going to go with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, he is playing tonight on Monday Night Football. I am recording this prior to the game, so adjust accordingly. Uh, he's been bad all year, really. No games over 16 fantasy points. Most of those are on that 10 to 12 range. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be difficult. And even though the matchup screams, you know, oh, it's against the Lions, you know, the Lions are coming off the bye. Uh, Detroit has only given only had three games this season that they've given up more than one passing touchdown. And of course, you have no rushing to rely on with Ben Roethlisberger. So it's it's Heineke, tiny gap to Bridgewater, ginormous gap to uh, Big Ben, and then the rest of these guys. Jimmy G, he's been hot. Two back-to-back games of 20-plus fantasy points. And I threw Colt McCoy on here. You have guys like uh, you know Mayfield. He's got a tougher matchup this week. McCoy, if he gets the start against Carolina, uh, he had 16 fantasy points last week. He's maybe somebody that would absolutely destroy you. Um, but, yeah, so there's your guys. Streamers, not so great this week at quarterback. Running back, I gave you 10 running backs this week. I think there's some interesting names, and depending on what you want to do. Do you want to stash? Do you need somebody to play? So here we go. I mentioned Devontae Freeman's my number two overall player. He's my number one running back at 20% owned. He's had a touchdown each of the last three weeks. It's a short week. Like I said, they play on Thursday night against the Dolphins. This should be a good matchup for Freebird resurrected coming back number two on this list jordan howard he out carried boston scott 17 to 10 on sunday he's had three touchdowns in his two games and we know miles sanders on ir is not coming back this week so howard is your number two ad at running back for me number three on this list it depends on what you need but alexander madison's been dropped in enough leagues that he's sub 50 as of now he's 47 percent owned he is the priority handcuff uh right now of the sub 50 group if he's out there and you don't need anyone to plug and play this week, I think Freeman and Howard are short-term solutions. I think Madison could be a guy that you stash now and just see what they do with Cook down the stretch. If he gets banged up, Madison's the the main priority off the wire. So if you're looking to stash, that's your guy. Speaking of stashes, not to the same level, but Devonta Foreman, he could be working his way into a role there in Tennessee. AP got the press. We know that. But Foreman's a guy that's bounced around, including on this Tennessee Titans team just a year ago. And he led the running backs in for the Titans in snaps in the second half. He had half the carries of AP, but his yard, his rushing yards was actually outperformed the veterans. So Foreman could be the guy there in Tennessee down the stretch. We will see. Uh, I know AP got the touchdown late to salvage the day, but Foreman's a stash for me. He's only 1% owned. He's out there everywhere. Number five on this list, similar to what I mentioned about Madison, Jamal Williams, to a lesser extent. He was also dropped in a bunch of leagues. He did not play the last time out, then headed into the bye week, 47% owned. Williams is a guy that saw 12-plus carries in four of his last five games, so he's definitely a guy worth rostering. Number six on this list, if you need a plug-and-play for this week, maybe it's Carlos Hyde, 34% owned, saw 21 carries and two targets with J-Rob out this week. Still questions on whether he on Robinson's availability for week 10. So Hyde could be a plug and play type running back for you uh, this weekend. Number seven on this list is Alex Collins, 43% owned. Seattle coming back off the bye. Sounds like Chris Carson will remain on IR. Collins has had 10 plus carries in his last five games, although he is trending towards more of a split in that backfield with Penny. But I'm still going to add Collins if I need plug and play, but behind Carlos Hyde. Number eight on this list is Dearness Johnson. Cream Hunt's probably still a few weeks away, and I know Johnson only 
didn't see much fantasy production this week, but he still had eight carries. He had a goal line series towards the end of the game as well. Johnson is 40% owned, dropped in a bunch of leagues. I'm still wanting to roster this guy. If I think if you need like a plug and play guy for this week, you could make the argument that Johnson's the better play over Hyde and Collins, even though he might not see as many carries, but because his production would be better even with a lesser work. So Johnson's a guy that I still see as a handcuff as of right now until Cream Hunt is back, but a guy that you could still play if you're in a pinch. Number nine on this list is Brandon Bolden, 10% owned. There was uh, injury suffered by Harris and Stevenson are not expected to be serious, but just double check. See how those practice reports uh, pan out. Bolden only being 10% owned. He's available in a lot of leagues. I'm stashing this guy where I can on the cheap slide him through on a $0 bid. Just see what it looks like throughout the week. This could be a guy that you plug in on Sunday. If those two backs are limited throughout the week. And last but not least, number 10 on this list is Latavius Murray, 35% owned. This is a guy that you can probably let lie on the wire for another week. But if you have a spot to stash him, I'm going to try. I still think he's the lead back when he's healthy. He gets another 10 days off if he misses Thursday night football. So he's a guy that I'm looking to stash. So again, I'm going to roll through this quick for you guys here on the podcast. Uh, number one is Devontae Freeman. Number two, Jordan Howard. Number three, Madison, the stash handcuff. Number four, Foreman. Number five is Jamal Williams. Number six is Carlos Hyde. Seven, Alex Collins. Eight, Dearness Johnson. Number nine, Brandon Bolden. And number 10, Latavius Murray. Lots of names there for you guys. Moving on to the wide receiver, sub 50%. Number one is Rashad Bateman. Mentioned him at the top. 20 targets in his three games after returning off the IR this season. Love the kid. Number two on this list is Michael Gallup. 48% owned. Looks like he could return from injury in week 10. This is an offense that will get back to it. Don't worry. I think Gallup is a fine flex option down the stretch here with some of the some bye weeks still left for us. Number three on this list is Elijah Moore. Now, I get it. He had a big fantasy day last Thursday. Everybody saw it. It was in prime time. He's had 20 targets over his last three weeks. In each of those games, he's had at least nine or more fantasy points in half PPR. But sounds like Corey Davis is going to be back this week. So we'll see how this one goes. But Elijah Moore, 27% owned, is my number three wide receiver ad. Number four is Van Jefferson. The Rams just ran a ton of 11 personnel, meaning three wide receivers on the field uh, on Sunday night. And Jefferson has been seeing a lot of targets. I guess that magic number is 20 because he's also had 20 targets in his last three games. So he's a guy at 43% on. I don't have a problem just stashing just to see how this one pans out. But he's clearly the number three option in that offense, if not number four. Number five on this list is Jamal Agnew. Saw another five targets on Sunday. He continues to see work ahead of even LaVisius Sinault as far as the targets go. Number six is Rondell Moore. He had the five targets on Sunday with all the injuries to the Cardinals wide receivers, but he's still not putting up fancy production yet. This is just a stash. Moore's 30% owned and has not gone over 25 yards in the last month. So that's why Moore's a little bit further down on this list. If you want to stash a guy, see how it's going to go. Maybe he gets that little Elijah Moore bump that we've seen from him. Then, you know, you can do that. But as of right now, this is not a guy you're picking up to play. Number seven on this list is Russell Gage. He saw six targets and 60-plus yards in his last two games that were separated by injury, uh, but he's a guy at 16% own. Could be seeing a little bit of a boost with Calvin Ridley out and Gage back healthy. Number eight on this list is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, compared to Gage, who was just mentioned ahead of him, Donovan Peoples-Jones has had a lot of fantasy production, but not a lot of receptions. Only six receptions in his last two games, despite having three three of those touchdowns in those last two games. Now he's also missed time due to injury. I think Gage and people Jones are very similar that they're low end options. Boom bust for people's Jones, you know, a higher floor for Gage, but not guys that I'm prioritizing, you know, even in 12 team leagues right now. 
Nine and 10 are the Raiders wide receivers of Brian Edwards and Zay Jones. Brian Edwards is 29% owned. Zay Jones is 1% owned. I don't know if there's a big difference between either of these guys, and they could be impacted by the potential signing of Deshaun Jackson there in Vegas. But uh, five targets for each of these wide receivers last week, and their schedule over the next five weeks is pretty solid. Chiefs, Bengals, Cowboys, football team, Washington, and Kansas City again. I think this is going to be some matchups where the Raiders are going to have to put up some points. I know they're disappointed on Sunday, but one of these guys in a deeper league could still be the guy there. So uh, there you go. Ten wide receivers worth taking a look at this week. I'm more excited about stashing some of those running backs, to be honest. But if Bateman, Gallup, Elijah Moore are available, then those are guys I think I'm taking a shot at this week. Moving on to the tight ends. Uh, there's some guys I like here. Number one, he's just over the threshold. He's 53% owned. I've been mentioning this guy every single week for the last month because he'll be returning from injury as the Washington football team returns from the bye week to take on Tampa Bay, and that is Logan Thomas, 53% owned. This is a top 12 tight end when he's out there. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones has had fine production. We'll see if that eats into Thomas's playing time, but I'm good to locked and loaded with Logan Thomas in my lineup if he's out there. So go pick him up right now. If you've been streaming, you, you might have fallen into a top 12 tight end. Speaking of, I think Dan Arnold is a top 12 tight end rest of season, and he is still only 27% owned. He had another great game for tight end standards on Sunday. He's had 60-plus yards in three of his last four with seven-plus targets in those games as well. So Dan Arnold at 27% owned, this is a guy that you need to pick up, and you're probably good to go as far as the tight end position. Hopefully you can get out of the streaming game. That's the goal here. At number three is Tyler Conklin. Seven-plus targets each of the last two games. Decent day against Baltimore last week. Tougher matchup in Week 10 against the Chargers, 38% owned. I prefer Thomas and Arnold pretty much far above Conklin, but if you're looking to stream, he's an okay option. And number four, I'm putting Pat Fryermuth on this list. He's 40% owned. I like him the least of this group. Maybe him and Conklin are pretty close. Again, I am recording this prior to Monday Night Football, so we'll see how he does against the Bears. I know he's found the end zone. That's great for fantasy production. But I think it's Thomas Arnold and a pretty big gap between Conklin and Farmuth. So uh, do what you need to do with those last two tight ends and adjust for Monday Night Football accordingly. Last but not least, of course, everyone's favorite part of the show, the DSTs. Number one DST ad for me. They're available in 90% of leagues. It's the Tennessee Titans. Surprise performance from them on Sunday Night Football in Week 9 against the Rams. And this is a team, actually, that the DST has been putting up good numbers. 12 or more fantasy points and four of their last five on Yahoo standard scoring as far as for DSTs. So this Titans DST is no joke. They get New Orleans, who is not a high-powered offense anymore. This is the 2021 New Orleans Saints. They will not put up a ton of points. It's in Tennessee. You got to love that for this Tennessee Titans offense, I think, or for this defense. I think they're going to be a good DST uh, and pretty much the top ad as far as streaming DSTs for Week 10. Number two, pretty big gap for me, it's Green Bay Packers. I know Russell Wilson is going to be back this week, but this Packers defense has been pretty good. They've held opponents to under 20 fantasy points in four of their last six games. And over that six-game span, they have not given up more than 22 fantasy points in a game. So even with Russ back, this one's going to be in Lambeau, his first game back. I think this Packers defense can put up a solid enough week, six, seven fantasy points for uh, in standard Yahoo scoring, and you should be okay. Number three on this list is Denver Broncos. They were dropped in a bunch of leagues because they played Dallas last week, but they're back home. They get Philadelphia coming off a nice game, 47% on. If you need a streamer, DST, Denver has been dropped enough that they now qualify. So there you have it. There's all the waiver ads that you can make heading into week 10. Appreciate you checking out today's podcast. 
again tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the release date, tomorrow, Wednesday, Memphis and Jerry will be back with the Warzone. As always, clicking off those Warzone podcasts every single Wednesday. I'll be back on Thursday night live, 7 p.m. Eastern time, getting you set the fantasy football smackdown start sit. Bring those questions. Come hang out. Keep it interactive. Let's have some fun ahead of Thursday night football. It's going to be a banger, I'm sure, between the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, that will release as a podcast on Friday morning if you're listening on the podcast feed. But, of course, on YouTube, waiver wire sniping every Saturday. I'll be back at it on Saturday as well, dropping some of these names that you can stash ahead. And then you don't have all this waiver wire stress that you guys are dealing with now. So uh, appreciate checking out the, the show. Catch you guys on Thursday. See ya.